quick question for you. Hey, let me ask you something. Can I ask you a question? Can you dig it? Yes, guy. Can you dig it? Yes, guy. The man with the words you've been dying to hear. Yes, guy. This is the Yes Guy Show with Jim Taddy on TSN 1050. Oh, yes, guy. Here we go. It's that time of the week again. Time for a yes, guy. Jim Taddy and Perry Lefko with you. Coming up shortly, our guests are Ricky Williams, Peter Kent, Herb Braley, and, of course, the obligatory yes, guy, no guy appearance in segment four. Perry, how are you this week, sir? Well, Jim, I'm excited because we got some good guests this week. But we were supposed to have uh, John King of CNN, but because of the Donald Trump impeachment hearings, he won't be available this week. Hopefully, he'll be available next week. Well, we look forward to that. But, I mean, Ricky Williams is a great conversation. Peter Kent is a guy that I worked with at Global for, I think, maybe 12 years and now an MP for uh, Thornhill. And, uh, I mean, his his legacy to the business is uh, legendary. I mean, this is a true journalist uh, at all levels. And the family's full of journalism, too. So he's an interesting story. And Herb Braley's our buddy. Uh, you know, the original sponsor of Yes Guy, and we're going to pick his brain about what to do with finances in a pandemic. That'll be an interesting conversation. Yeah, I mean, Herb's been a good friend to us right from the start. So, uh, yeah, it's a chance for Herb to tell us all about uh, the world of finance and how we were both wrong about the Super Bowl. That's right. Yes, we were. <laughs> Incredibly wrong. I just wrong. want to take a well you know drastically wrong might be the way to say it and the chiefs uh, you know just before we get into welcoming some new sponsors the chiefs just didn't look like they had anything going that day and i don't want to take anything away from brady and the bucks but there was clearly a better team on the field and it won yeah brady was at his best and uh i just think that the uh, kansas city offensive line just looked like they were in need of serious repair but i'll give nothing uh you know just a great win and Decent halftime show with the weekend, so it was all right. Yep, it was. I want to welcome in our new sponsors. Uh, sponsor number one, Let's Get Moving Canada, and we'll explain what they're all about later. But here's uh, another sponsor that will be in charge of this segment, and I'm going to set them up this way. Looking for an experienced real estate agent, Charles Park, managing broker REMAX West Realty Brokerage, has 26 award-winning years of real estate experience. Looking for the highest level of knowledge, experience, and service? Put Charles Park in your corner. Visit charlespark.ca or call him or text him at 647 647- 292-8886, servicing from Hamilton to Kingston. From Toronto to Muskoka, Charles Park will not be outworked by anyone. And I'm really happy to have these two sponsors because we can both verify what they do. You can uh, talk to us about Let's Get Moving Canada shortly, but for Charles Park, I was licensed for 10 years, and Charles was my real estate mentor and certainly had a major say in anything I did for nine of those 10 years. I can verify that this guy is the best to have when you're looking at selling or buying property uh, in that wide area from Hamilton to Kingston, Toronto to Muskoka. Charles Park is the guy that people ask, you know, how do I do this? And he has the answer. So couldn't give him a better endorsement. So welcome aboard, Charles. That'll be nice. You know what, Jim, uh, Let's get back it, to that. You know, I'll finish up. I was just going to say, you know, we try to pr- provide a good uh, product here for the people that are listening to, but, you know, a major part of what this is all about is the sponsors and the you know, the people that trust us to, you know, to do well for their company, represent their company, and just to put on a good show. 
Well, and it's always great that we can both verify. We've got two new sponsors, and I can verify one, and you've worked with the other. And, I mean, that's the, the, the best endorsement that uh, anybody could ask for. Uh, back to the Super Bowl, uh, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, being a Detroit Lions fan, you forget about this, but the offensive and defensive lines kind of crucial to building a football team. And, and clearly, you know, KC had a problem that way. And, and uh, I mean, it, it doesn't take away from what the Bucks did. They had really good execution. And, uh, you know, Bronk and Brady uh, back at it again. And uh, it was uh, Gronk and, and Brady, sorry, uh, back at it again. And, and it was nice to see that combo. Yeah, you know what I found really interesting is, you know, last year one of the stories was the Canadian, Laurent uh, Duvernay-Tardif, who took the year off uh, to practice his medical and, and to, you know, because it was important for him with COVID to just do something outside of his football career, he took a year off. You look at that, again, the Kansas City offensive line, they certainly could have used him in that game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so the football season is over, and I find, you know, we're going to talk about it a bit today, but the Super Bowl to me uh, on a yearly basis, probably because of the other things I do, I tend to uh, delete it relatively fast. How about yourself? Yeah, it's easy to delete it. Um, I'll talk later on, well, maybe right now, about the funny thing about the Super Bowl was actually the party where they had on the water, and Tom Brady yeah. looked like he had a few too many cocktails, and uh when he came off the boat, or actually when he was on the boat, he threw the Lombardi trophy to the, one of the tight ends in another boat. I think that may have been his best pass it, of all time. It, it was Gronk who caught it, wasn't it? No, it was the other tight end. Oh, okay. I thought it was Gronk. Uh, but having said that, you know, I think, you know, I don't know about you, but when I watched the whole thing, I kept thinking that's got to be an NFL record for droplets in the air. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's funny. We were talking about that game and all the anticipation and just how everything went um, Tampa's way. But if you look at it in retrospect, Kansas City just, they killed themselves. They took way too many penalties. And whether the officials were a little bit kind to Tampa Bay, Kansas City really uh, shot themselves in the foot way too many times. Well, and I, I think that's, you know, the way I look at sports is sometimes when I see that happening, it just tells me that either they don't, they're not set or, or they're not, I don't want to say prepared enough. They're just, it's just not their day, I think is the best way to describe it, because they're not getting the calls and they're sort of relying on the calls to get them through. And that's just never, I don't, I don't recall in a championship game ever seeing anybody work through that. No, I mean, either you're prepared, you make adjustments, or you make adjustments and they don't work. Clearly, something was not right with Kansas City from the start. You can see the quarterback had an injured toe, and he had to get operated on a couple days after the game. But mentally, it just did not seem like they were prepared. Maybe because they won, you know, last year, they thought it was going to happen again. But there just was an awful lot of just, I would say, bad karma for that team almost you know, from, from the start of the game. And again, we're talking about Tom Brady, the greatest of all time. And it's almost commonplace where he's going to win the Super Bowl, even with a different team this year. And, and not having a lot of practice time the whole year, it may have been, in my opinion, his greatest uh, Super Bowl of all time. Well, I wouldn't argue that. I mean, sometimes you, you know, the guy does things with, uh, with such uh, success and ease that, that you forget. I mean, I don't know that we're ever going to see anybody compete at that age that well. I mean, who, who at that age do you think in the future could ever win an MVP of a Super Bowl? That, that, that's a complete one-off. Yeah, as I said, if, if he is considered the greatest of all time, at this age and his, uh, his desire, his passion is still strong. And, you know, we grew up in an era where we saw the Montreal Canadiens and have great, great players um, before that in the 60s, late 60s with the Toronto Maple Leafs. You saw dynasties. 
In this case, we're seeing a player who was part of a dynasty from a completely different organization in his first year win the Super Bowl. I dare say I don't think that's going to happen very often, if at all. No, I think, you know, when you go to the aging quarterback file, you find guys that uh, still have the ability, but they don't end up in the right situation. I mean, this was, um, you know, for Brady to come up with the, with the Bucks as a selection and for them to agree to it, that was the ultimate fit looking back on it, wasn't it? Yeah, you know what's interesting is we had uh, Marv Levy on our show a couple weeks ago, and I asked him, is it the quarterback or is it the coach? And he basically said it's the organization, like it's a complete thing. Because you look yeah. at what happened, it was in New England, it was always Belichick, the system. But you have to say in retrospect, you know, it's, if you don't have a quarterback like that who's arguably the greatest quarterback of all time, it doesn't matter how great your system is. It's just that team showed its vulnerability without him. And, uh, you know, it may have been the biggest mistake that New England, you know, as a whole with the ownership and, uh, and Bill Belichick, that they may have made underestimating Tom Brady. Or maybe they just thought, you know what, it was time for a split or Tom Brady thought, I got to move on. Well, it reminds me, there's a, there's a term in football, you're well aware of this, complementary football, but it doesn't mean the same thing. Complementary football generally means the special teams, offense and defense all working together. And this is almost complementary football, too, where certainly in New England and now with the Bucs, you, you obviously have the best quarterback in the business. Uh, the, let's not forget about the coaching staff and the front office and the ownership and, and how all, all the units play together, like the basic complementary football, and then take a bigger picture of that. I mean, literally, to win at that level, everything has to work and, and complement what's there. Otherwise, it won't turn out. And, and the interesting thing about all this is, is Gronk. Gronk decides to come out of retirement because he wants to play with Brady. The first two touchdown passes of the game are Gronk. So, again, if you look at the, the, the greatness of Tom Brady, it's that a player who had played with him many years and had success wanted to come out of retirement. The end result is that uh, those two were magnificent in the game. You know, again, I can sulk all I want about Kansas City not winning or not even playing to par, but if, if you look at it objectively... That was some kind of performance by both, by two players who in their respective positions will be first-team Hall of Famers. Yeah, well said. I, I totally agree with that. And, and then there's the compliment of the Brady protection, and then you, all you have to do is look at the, the Mahomes' lack of protection. I mean, he got tagged a number of times. I mean, they, they had a free pass at him. That was just tough to watch. At the same time, I've never seen a player make the kind of throws he did under duress. I mean... He did not want to go out of bounds. He wanted to throw something, make something happen out of nothing, and he's been beaten up the whole game. He's playing with a bad toe. I thought it showed a lot of courage on his part, a lot of ability. It just didn't work out for him in that game, and I guess that's one game that he'll look on. If he needs any motivation going forward, it'll be that game. Yeah, well, it's a, you know, a game for the ages, and somehow the NFL pulled off a season when few thought it was going to be possible. I mean, there were some hiccups along the way, but and, and I, I think a lot of us are still waiting to see if the Super Bowl was a super spreader. So far, nothing on that end, but they, they pulled it off. And, and so, you know, you can look at the NBA and the NHL and understand that's going to happen. You hope the CFL happens, and here we are, right? And the stores are opening up uh, at some point, and we're told to stay home. So <laughs> I don't know what any of that means. It's just kind of where we are. It just means that this thing that, is, uh, that has come about, this thing called COVID, it just has so many tentacles to it, right? And we see it in sports because games are canceled. We have one game in which, 
you know, the top three quarterbacks on the depth, the, the, uh, the roster are not even available. So they have to play a wide receiver at starting quarterback. That game should have never, ever happened. But this is COVID. This is an aberration of our lives. We're never probably going to see anything like this again. We only apply it to sports, but it's got a, a very big profile just in the world as a whole, how it's affected everyone's lives. Okay, I'm going to step out and line things up for you. Uh, you're listening to Yes Guy. If you're interested, if you are an experienced real estate agent looking for a comprehensive value and a distinct advantage, contact Charles Park, managing broker, REMAX West Realty Brokerage, offering state-of-the-art technologies with exclusive coaching and mentoring. For a confidential interview, call 647-292-8886 or email charles at remaxwest.net. This is Yes Guy on TSN 1050 and tsn1050.ca. You're listening to The Yes Guy Show. Yes Guy. On TSN 1050. Let's get moving Canada for all your moving, packing, and storage needs in the GTA. Let's get moving Canada does it all with friendly and efficient service featuring all-inclusive hourly rates. And let's get moving Canada takes special care to ensure your belongings are protected. And get this. Mention the Yes Guy Show and receive a $60 off the cost of moving. That's right, $60 off by mentioning the Yes Guy Show. For further information, contact Let's Get Moving Canada at 647-250-9884 or visit their website, letsgetmovingcanada.com. Jim Taddy and Perry Lefko, and we bring in Peter Kent, who is the MP for Thornhill. Uh, Kent Thornhill MP is the uh, Twitter account and, of course, a former co-worker and uh, he's with us now. Peter, how are you? I'm just fine. And uh, and let me say it, yes, guy. <laughs> I was going to ask you, yes, guy. <laughs> I, I never said yes, guy, to you. I think we worked together for 13 years. I never once had the opportunity to say yes, guy, to you, did I? No, but you said it across that studio and the early show and, um, and the 11 o'clock show enough times. Uh, it, uh, it's burned into my consciousness. Well, you can now we have a, a member of parliament who can verify the uh, the original timestamp on Yes Guys. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's a pleasure. How did it come to you? Uh, well, it was kind of a, uh, uh, and, and you'll remember the working conditions. It was kind of a, uh, uh, a way to express frustration. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're not going to give the original um, the original trigger for the for the slam. No. No, no, it's, it was a multitude of, of reasons. <laughs> well, it, it works in a lot of circumstances. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a winner. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, uh, Peter, I want to tell you that you are not the first member of parliament to say, yes, guy, Kevin Waugh beat you to the punch. Okay? <laughs> I think well, you guys gotta... must have prepped you, or I don't know how you came about this so quickly. Well, he has a far deeper sports history than I do, and... Uh, I love listening to him when he gets on a rant in in the house, um, and uh, and uh, some of that uh, that sports color uh, shines through. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. Great sense of humor, and he's a he's a great colleague. You know, I asked him why would you want to leave the world of broadcasting, specifically the world of sports broadcasting, to go into politics. So I'm going to ask you why after you had such a distinguished career in broadcasting, including working with Jim Taddy, why would you give up all that to go into the ring of politics? Well, it was a, it was a late-life decision for me, unlike um, youngster Kevin. 
um, I'd had you know more than four decades in in Canada and working around the world. Had a a big interest in uh, in uh, international politics, foreign affairs, um, and in 2005 took Global Sunday, our our Sunday talk show, to Montreal to cover the the first policy convention of the reconstituted Conservative Party. And three weeks later, I was a candidate. I lost the first time in 2006, but. Uh, the good people of, uh, of Thornhill welcomed me, and uh, I've been elected four times there. Uh, you know, I guess uh, Worldly might describe you in terms of your outlook on things or, or international experience, because you really worked for a lot of the major networks and in, in major situations. When you look back on that career, uh, what was the, what was the uh, experience that may have shaped you or, or altered your opinion? Well, I think it, it would have to be uh, my couple of times in Vietnam, covering the Vietnam War. I was there first in 1966 as a freelancer, um, shooting and, and, uh, and reporting and actually mailing reports back to um, uh, the CTV affiliate in, in Calgary. And then was back there again uh, in 1975 for the the uh, the end of the Cambodian War and we airlifted out and then the end of the uh, the Vietnamese the Vietnam War and then was back there again after the Vietnamese uh, defeated the Khmer Rouge and uh, after the the killing fields in Cambodia was back there again in in 1982 with um, the Journal so it um, I, I think that that probably shaped me as a young as a young journalist and then uh, since then. You know, covered wars, natural disasters, politics, uh, pretty much around the world. Lived an honor to work with NBC in the States, uh, in Miami, in Washington, and New York. And then as the senior European correspondent and uh, covering uh, the end of the Russian uh, involvement in, in Afghanistan. Peter, when we see on TV all the, the members of parliament getting together in their respective uh, you know, groups, and they're shouting over one another. And it seems like, I don't know how, it seems like controlled chaos. The first time <laughs> you were actually involved in that, were you surprised? Or, or did you say, this is what I'm getting into, I know what it's going to be like? Well, no, I spent a, a fair amount of time in the 70s. When I was anchoring the National, uh, I, I covered the politics and the, and the Ottawa scene. And in fact, I... I um, introduced the first uh, televised uh, session in Parliament. Uh, Joe Clark was uh, in opposition. Pierre Trudeau was prime minister. Um, and those were the days when we actually had cameramen in the House of Commons. So uh, it, it's always been a show. It's always been noisy. Question period really doesn't represent the meaningful work of, of Parliament. Uh, I, I get a kick out of the committee work, which receives very little coverage uh, in, you know, in the day-to-day -day media. But that's where policy is debated. That's where policy is developed. And that's, that's, those, that's what we vote on uh, when, when a law is either passed or, um, or defeated. Uh, Peter, you know, you were well-versed in how all the political thing, the whole system works. So this wasn't like buying a, a new strange suit when you, when you uh, advanced into, a, into the, the electoral process. Uh, so, I mean, but is, what is the difference between being an anchor, being a journalist, and, and being a politician representing people? Well, it's, the transition was a lot harder than I thought. It's, it's hard to be a partisan politician 
after you know growing up in the in the golden era of broadcast news in the in the uh, 60s and 70s and 80s when we were supposed to be objective and balanced and let the the news consumer decide what the what the truth is partisan politics is uh, it's a team uh, effort for sure and there's team discipline so we have some pretty uh, emotional debates very often in our in our caucuses in our respective caucuses but once a policy is decided if you want to stay with the party you stay with the team uh, and you know i don't think any politician agrees entirely with all of his or her uh, party's policy positions but um, you go with what you've got and you um, you uh, tell one side of the story i remember when i was first elected and called to Ottawa to meet with um, the Prime Minister Harper, uh, who appointed me uh, the junior minister in foreign affairs for the Americas. And he said, I got to tell you, Kent, I don't trust journalists. You guys are too independent minded. Um, and he was I mean, he was right. And we saw that uh, we've seen that with <laughs> a number of politicians who've gone into or journalists that have gone into politics. Um, but uh, that was the toughest transition for me. Um, you know, accenting uh, in debate only the positive of the the party's policies, sometimes uh, you know, to the detriment of a of the balanced discussion that you can really have with colleagues on uh, you know in all parties um, away from the uh, the cut and thrust of question period and campaigns. So, Peter, you have made the decision not to go for real. Excuse me, not to go for re-election next time. Why did you why did you decide to do that? Well, like the guy who um, through his uh, five string banjo picking book, uh, Pete Seeger sang in uh, one of his early hits that a lot of people have recorded for everything. There's a season and <laughs> I've had a good I've had a good run in government and and uh, in opposition. But uh, uh, I'm if I if I had been a senator, I would be well. I'd be a couple of years past my due date. Um, and I've seen a, a, a number of younger senators have to retire at, at 75. So if if the election is sometime this year and I'm I'm fully engaged until until the election. But if it's the election sometime this year, I'd be in my 80s by the end of a four year term. And I think it's time for young blood. And in the case of Thornhill. We're going to have a, uh, uh, a strong female candidate. That nomination process is just underway now. Uh, you have, have such more perspective. time to watch football. <laughs> you have such perspective. I mean, there's got to be a book in there, right? Uh, yes. I, when Margaret Trudeau wrote her first book in her early 20s, I thought, boy, I'll never do that. But I've put it off now and... Uh, my wife, Scylla's encouraging me to maybe think about doing a little bit of that uh, whenever whenever um, the election is passed and, uh, and retirement looms. Peter, it was great to talk to you again, and, and I know there's two words you want to say on, on the way out. Yes, guy. Yes, guy. <laughs> thanks a lot, Peter. Very nice. Thanks, Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Perry. Thank you. At Kent Thornhill MP is the Twitter account. Peter Kent, uh, just a great guy to work with. You, you know, you sit. Sometimes I sit there and I think about all the people, the newscasters, the news, the journalists that I sat beside. Uh, certainly at Global, at City TV, and when I worked out in Halifax at ATV, 
and, and obviously nobody had the the file that that Peter Kent had in terms of where he'd been and and what he'd seen. But there's some great memories sitting beside him and, and all the others. And sometimes when you're you're sitting there thinking about your career, you you think about that. So I'm really happy that he was able to join us. Very nice conversation. I can't wait till that book comes out and there's a special chapter on Jim Taddy. We're going to have to bring yes. him back to do some more Jim Taddy stories and maybe even ask him a question about sports. We ran out of time, but uh, it'll be interesting to you know hear what he thinks about, well, football, hockey, whatever. Yep, absolutely. I'm sure he'll come back. This segment of the Yes Guy Show was sponsored by the multiple award-winning Let's Get Moving Canada. For all your moving, packing, and storage needs in the GTA, Let's Get Moving Canada does it all with friendly and efficient service featuring all-inclusive hourly rates. And Let's Get Moving Canada takes special care to ensure your belongings are protected. And get this, mention the Yes Guy Show and receive a $60 discount off the cost of moving. That's right, $60 off by mentioning the Yes Guy Show. For further information, contact Let's Let's Get Moving Canada at 647-250-9884 or visit their website, letsgetmovingcanada.com. This is the S-Guy Show, TSN 1050 and tsn1050.ca. Now back to the Yes Guy Show. Yes Guy. On TSN 1050. Watermelon Sugar High. Watermelon Yes, guy. Jim Taddy and Perry Lefko. This segment is sponsored by Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Financial advisor Herb Braley is ready to help you with your financial needs. If you want a comfortable and real conversation about your options, contact Herb at 1-877-734-3055 or visit his website at BraleyAdvisors.com. With 30 years of experience, Herb will help you do what you want to do with your money and get it back to you when you need it the most. Financial clarity and comfort with Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. And that'll bring us to our next guest, who happens to be the one, the only Herb Braley. Herb, how are you? Hello, Guy. Just been enjoying listening to the show so far and uh, can't believe we're finally live together on Yes, Guy. I feel like I've I've made it. And you you have taken the moniker Glass Half Full Guy. Well, that was just for for you and Perry, you know, for your humor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's, it's out there now. All right, so now I have to justify that. Everything's positive, right? Yes, absolutely. Hmm. So there? you guys have decided the football game. I am you... here. What's that? Uh, I am here, and I wanted to just say something to you, Herb, that, uh, you know, I was brazenly expecting to win a bet I had with you, and uh, it didn't happen, so I just want to say that I was... Ralph, I was ruined. <laughs> Kind of stuck in my throat there, stuck in my throat. Ralph, look, I was <laughs> just from the words of the great Fonzie. I was I can't say it, but I will. I will own up to my debt to to go with you to a certain restaurant or a certain coffee chain place in Hamilton and pay up ten dollars. You can have as much coffee as you want, as much. Donuts as you want, up to ten dollars. Well, I heard you guys talking about this last week, and I was thinking if we meet at the same place where we had our first board meeting, that coffee shop, I think Jim's right. It's going to be an order of donuts based on the budget of the wager, the ten dollars and some and some coffees. But we could also go to one of those places where it takes about ten seconds to order it in. You know, one of those half calf frappuccino ole with uh, vanilla and a shot of cinnamon or something like that. 
It's up oh, to you. Oh, boy. Oh. Herb, come on. I mean, there's, I have to start with the obvious financial question. How is it that in a pandemic where there's a lot of businesses not even open, some are working at uh, a lower percent than normal, uh, there's rampant unemployment, and yet the stock market is high. How does that even happen? Well, there's a lot of confidence right now in uh, in, in certain companies, you know, that are paying dividends and companies that are doing phenomenal right now. A lot of the uh, portfolio managers are riding that wave. And all you need to all you need to do is just watch the news and hear about all the companies that are still producing record profits, you know, despite everything else that's going on. But, you know, I was uh, listening to the lead in before when you were setting this up, and I was thinking, if you were going to ask me, you know, what's the best advice that that you could give anybody at this time, I would I would surprise you maybe by saying that my advice would be the same as in a normal situation, and that is that I think everybody should just consider speaking with an advisor. Um, if they have one, great, get back to them. If they don't have one, go find one. And there's all kinds of great people out there who are doing work like myself that can help them with all the complicated matters that even at this time of year, you know, during RSPs and, RSP season and tax season seem to come up over and over again. Herb, I want to put it out there that notwithstanding your services in this house, my house, my wife Jane, who you know, yeah. is the best financial advisor I have ever had in my entire life. We've done incredibly well with stocks and all the things that she's done. But if I had to say to Jane, Jane, could I just consult Herb about one thing? What should I ask him? And she said, RRSPs, tell me why that's important. Well, I just mentioned, you know, people are thinking about that right now. And every time you have a chance to save money, it's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with that. And the RSP is great for a few reasons, because it allows you to reduce your income tax that you're paying, you know, that you pay for the current year. And it allows you to be saving tax sheltered down the road. So that's never a bad thing. But uh, I think everybody needs to speak to that advisor about the companies and the products because it's just so complicated to disseminate you know what you're going to put it in and what have you i, I want to go back to that that first question i threw at you so i i always try to put it in layman's terms because on this subject i'm a layman uh so really what you're saying there is that financial advisors are tracking the companies that are doing well and just following them and that's why the market is where it is it, 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 correct me if i'm wrong but at any point so how how secure is that moving forward? Well, I think I hear quite often there's um, there's a lot of uh, data that's not available right now, and that sometimes the the path of the market doesn't make sense. So I think we need to consistently save money. We consistently save money in our portfolios and speak with our advisors so that when the markets are going gangbusters and when they're not going so great, everything is safe and we're taking advantage of returns when it's there. Herb, again, going back to my wife, who's very big on dividends, she's not into risk-reward. How do you explain to somebody when you sit down with them who think, you know what, I want to take a shot on this because I think there's a great chance, versus maybe going with dividends in which you know you're going to get something out of it financially? Well, I think that past performance is always a, a good indicator of, of future performance, although it's not guaranteed. And companies that are you know, are, are providing dividends are a sign of, uh, of strength and stability. 
So I think that if you are if you are aiming for specific companies to invest in in the stock market, that's where I might look. Um, so kind of a pointed question, Herb. Sorry about this, but that that stock sort of I don't want to say uh, I don't want to put the wrong word on it, but the way that one stock shot up because there was some advice on social media, how dangerous is that? Well, it's really it's really dangerous because. Um, uh, uh, there was no there was no fact behind that necessarily other than people were saying that uh, they should just invest in it and I think that I think that that can pose uh, a problem in, in the markets because uh, you know if there's no if there's no detail behind it you know you're investing in something on a whim and a prayer when when the markets make corrections you know you're looking at uh, some serious problems in your portfolio herb you happen to have one of the most famous last names in the greater Toronto Hamilton area. What does it mean to be a Braley and what did your uncle David mean to you in terms of all that he did, all that he cared about in terms of specifically the Canadian Football League? Okay, well there's probably three things there. I think um, people know him from the CFL and people know him from his philanthropy, but I, I guess I'll speak to him as a businessman first. And Obviously he was a tremendous success and and um, what I remember from him telling me was that um, the thing that he enjoyed the most in his years of, of running his companies is that he enjoyed the sales aspect, and that means dealing with the customers. So what I took from that was that I'm in a real advantageous position in the field I'm in to be able to to be working with the public and customers all the time. And so... Um, I thought that was very interesting, and he was obviously he was very consistent with his work ethic and knew his business inside out. So I tried to I tried to emulate that with what I do. On the philanthropic side, um, he was always big on dealing with healthcare and education, and so those are two great areas I think uh, where there's always a need for some assistance from different uh, from different organizations that are doing a great job. So in my own way, I try to emulate in those areas some creative and unique unique um, offerings for those organizations that I choose. And then the CFL, what I remember, it's more fun than anything else. Uh, 30 years of going to games in, in Hamilton and Toronto and BC, all the Grey Cups. Um, I remember access to people uh, that we wouldn't have had access to if it wasn't for Dave and you know, some funny stories I remember um, with my, my grandmother and my cousins, David's boys, where we had a chance to do things like talk with John Candy about scenes from the Blues Brothers and uh, all of us being in the suites for the 100th Grey Cup in Toronto uh, with four generations of the family uh, at a tailgate party listening to Burton Cummings. That was quite something. Dave was a fan of Burton Cummings. And... Um, I think we should talk, too, about the fact that the Grey Cup is in Hamilton this year, Perry. I don't know if everybody remembers that, but this is a critical year for the CFL. So if I could plug one thing, I would say everybody needs to get out and go to games if we actually get going and um, and buy those tickets and make sure that we have a season and that we, you know, if we can have a game with the pandemic uh, behind us, that would be great. Uh, you, you sort of got into Uncle Dave there, but, I mean, who, who was this guy as your uncle? How, what do you remember about him that way? He was a, he was a he was a super uh, businessman, and um, you know he cared about his family and um, he cared about his community. I, I think that most of his efforts were based in the Hamilton and Burlington area, 
I don't remember my uncle um, venturing too far uh, outside of where his businesses were and, and growing up in the Hamilton Burlington area half the time when I was a kid. I used to, I used to enjoy going to his house and, and uh, spending time with uh, his boys. I mentioned you know, my cousins. And I just remember him being very local, rising to super success in his business, and then, uh, and then the leap into the CFL and, and the philanthropic work, which um, was amazing. It's not a bad thing to have the last name Braley in Southern Ontario. I would say that. Herb, listening to us right now is a gentleman by the name of Ed Sousa, who you and I know very well, big in the promotion of music, and you've kind of, in a kind of like a hobby or sidelight, you're entering into the world of, of promoting music. What's that been like? Well, Perry, you remember probably a few years ago, I think that I met you um, at one of the uh, McBowl nights or one of the... the um, McBowl concert series events in Mississauga and I would say one of my passions is 80s music uh, I grew up that whole decade is is my teenage years and I I'm a I'm going to say a professional fan of a lot of uh, 80s groups that I enjoyed watching in the day and I look up where they're playing and I saw that there was an event in a bowling alley in Mississauga and I had to go check this out um, Honeymoon Suite was playing, I think, at the time, and, and The Spoons, and I was just amazed. I walked in the door to hearing The Spoons play songs I hadn't heard in 35 years. And from that, from that moment forward, I continued to sponsor events that were held by the Sousa Group there at McBowl. I think they have a big event coming this May, if we can do it, May 14th and May 15th. And um, Ronald McDonald House is, a, is um, the or- organization that uh, gets the... Uh, the uh, the donations from all the events that take place there. So it's a great combination. I, I, you know, I think cre- creative and unique events that support charities are fun, and so the music and that were a can't-miss for me. Herb, it was really great to talk to you on the air. We talked many times during the course of the weeks off the air, and, and this was great, and we'd love to have you back, and, and really appreciate your support. Thanks very much. Well, I thank you both. You know, this, is, this has been a... a Tremendous honor uh, to be on Yes Guy, and hopefully there are many more appearances, and let's have some fun with us. All the best, guys. Thanks Okay, so two words on the way out, Herb. Can you give us your best Yes Guy? Yes Guy. Oh. Herb, Herb, a little more emotion. Come on, man. Spark it up. (laughs) Yes Guy. There you go. Are you going to be like Randall the Handle? Yes Guy. (laughs) Thanks, Herb. Sorry for the abuse. No worries. I'll be better next time. Be better next time. Okay, here's your proof copy, by the way. This segment was sponsored by Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Financial advisor Herb Braley, ready to help you with your financial needs. If you want a comfortable and real conversation about your options, contact Herb at 1-877-734-3055 or visit his website at braleyadvisors.com. With 30 years of experience, Herb will help you do what you want to do with your money and get it back to you when you need it the most. Financial clarity and comfort with Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Still working, Herb is, on his Yes Guy Sting, but he'll get it down. Coming up next, Yes Guy, No Guy. This is Yes Guy, TSN 1050 and TSN1050.ca. You're listening to The Yes Guy Show. Yes Guy. On TSN 1050. 
Hey, looking for an experienced real estate agent? Charles Park Managing Broker, REMAX West Realty Brokerage, has 26 award-winning years of real estate experience. Looking for the highest level of knowledge, experience, and service? Put Charles Park in your corner. Visit charlespark.ca or call him or text him at 647-292-8886. Servicing from Hamilton to Kingston, from Toronto to Muskoka, Charles Park will not be outworked by anybody. I can guarantee you that. Yes, guy. No guy. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, drivers and passengers, time now for the official All Rights Reserved Yes Guy radio show edition of Yes Guy, No Guy. Go ahead, sir. All right. We were supposed to have Ricky Williams as a guest this week. Do we try to get him back next week? Yes, guy. Absolutely. He'll be back. These things happen in the live radio business, so he'll be back. And it's going to be a great conversation. And I want to thank our two guests today, Peter Ken and Herb Braley. I love talking to both those guys. That was fun. Both are good guys. <laughs> of course. I don't know Peter <laughs> Kent that well. You know him very well. I know Herb. I knew him a little bit before you did. But, uh, again, uh, it's always great to have good guests, and it's always great to have good supporters. Okay, let's go on. You okay. nail it. Go yes, ahead. Guy. You go. Okay. Yes, guy. Go. No, go guy. You <laughs> guy you love you love the nfl quarterback movement no guy this is ridiculous it's terrible Uh i mean you've got a whole bunch of some teams that have high-priced quarterbacks who haven't done well now you're going to try and get rid of them you've got one of the best quarterbacks in the league wanting to get a houston and the houston owner won't let him go but i guess you're happy guy and this is a yes guy no guy because matt stafford is out of detroit well, and it's not uh, not anything against Matt Stafford. It's it's uh, the the team situation was going to be a waste of time there. So at least you know, and they still have to use the draft picks properly, which is would be a first in Lions history. So you know, it's just it's it's a step in the right direction, but you have to fulfill it by drafting and building properly. But I I don't mind the quarterbacks moving around. I think it's kind of a sign of the times that you know the turnover. And NFL teams is a lot more quicker. I mean, they used to be on these 10, 15-year plans before. And, and now, like everything else in this world, it, it turns a lot faster. So I think this is sort of a, a symptom of that. Well, Go ahead, sir. Is, uh, one other point about that. If Tom Brady can move from New England and win a uh, Super Bowl in his first year, then I guess, yeah, all this quarterback turnover is hoping that one of these guys goes to another team, team and leads them to the promised land, which I don't think will happen. Okay. Okay. Were you yeah. surprised that Brian Burke decided to leave the world of broadcasting to get back into hockey operations. No guy. And I firmly believe that, that most of the, uh, the executives or coaches that they go into broadcasting are doing that for the, the sole purpose of keeping active and having a relevant reason to phone up people in the business they were in and just keep plugged in it's the ultimate really so if you don't do that if you don't go into broadcasting then you're this guy who's looking for a job but if you're in broadcasting then you're this person who is still relevant and you can almost sort of ingratiate yourselves just to certain situations so an absolute no guy to that not a surprise okay i just think you wanted to get her broadcasting because you didn't want to wear a, a knotted tie anymore for all those remembering uh, that was, that- it was along the road. It was part of the equation. 
I, th- well, I think you know we've got about, we've got about a minute left, so I'm going to do this because uh, there was a, an error earlier. If you are an experienced real estate agent looking for comprehensive value and a distinct advantage, contact Charles Park Managing Broker Remax West Realty Brokerage, offering state of the art technologies and exclusive coaching and mentoring. For a confidential interview, call six four seven two nine two eighty eight eighty six or email Charles at Remax West. Net. And again, I worked in 10 years in real estate for nine of them. He was my exclusive coach and mentor, and he I can I give him the seal of approval. Uh, just about 30 seconds left. Love the conversations with Peter Kent and Herb Braley. And, uh, you know, what we do here is offer sponsors a chance to talk about stuff just like any other guest. And I think that's a unique possibility for any potential sponsors out there. And they get a chance to say yes, guy, and maybe nail it the first time, like uh some people have done, and some people will get a chance to come back like Herb Braley and nail it the second time. Oh, yes, guy. Oh, on that note, thanks for stopping by on Yes Guy, TSN 1050 and TSN1050.ca.